listening to Girl on the Go. Yeah. And uh, first podcast of a new year. Congratulations. Welcome to 2023. Yeah, we've made it again. Still, time keeps going. It does. Oh, so fast. And it's relentlessly. It never even slows down, which is, you know, that's fine. You have two grandchildren now. I do. And they're so adorable. They're so cute. Oh, my goodness. Ellie recently had to have another Mm -hmm. surgery. And so she had her arm braces on it's it's in her mouth and so um they put arm braces on her which is like the child equivalent of a cone so she can't like get at her stitches right um but (laughs) just like and she also can't jam things in her mouth yeah which which babies also do do. um she i guess she's not a baby she's over one toddler just a little just a little thing but she has these great arm braces that make her look like a penguin and her penguin her penguin arms have come off which is kind of sad. I'm mean, happy not, for her. Not but, the arms. But well, the, she still has the arms, but the, the braces that made yeah. her have penguin arms yeah. are gone, um, which is kind of sad for me, but happy for her. So Yeah. Oh, there's this adorable picture of her grabbing her ears like she yeah. hasn't been able to touch her own well, ears. Well, because they also <laughs> replaced the tubes in her ears. So, yeah. Yeah. She has a lot that, yeah, to do when, with that when one. Yeah, when you are born with a cleft palate, that does all sorts of things to your head. Yeah. It, it, you're, it's not your built nose right. And yeah. your ears and Yeah, so your whole head is, there's, there's whole passages missing. It's yeah. just a big old hole in the middle it of it. It's quite interesting, it's isn't it? fascinating. Because, like, her palate isn't fully repaired yet, so she can't speak. And you don't really Although think about... she says mama now. She Well, she said mama before. That was one of the few sounds she could make. Because mm, you don't really I've need your palate to mama. No, but to she, say dada, you have to be able to put push yes, your tongue up against dada. your palate, and yeah. your palate is not there. Well, she doesn't have this right here, this ledge right behind your teeth. That's where I say... That's where I say my Ds. I don't da, know. Da, da. Anyway... It's wild how much you need your palate to speak. Mm-hmm. You don't really mm-hmm. think of it as part of your But she's got instrument. some sign language. And, yeah, she signs pretty and well. And she nods and shakes her head. She nods very big and very slow. Yeah, it's right? very cute. <laughs> like she's really girl. carefully like, I don't want to do this wrong. Yeah, she's very sweet. She is the cutest. And she's super chill. Like, she's in arm braces. She can barely do anything. And she's like, this is fine. <laughs> Although she was pretty mad she couldn't eat what her family was eating. Oh, was she? Oh yeah. She like she that girl loves her food. How dare well and, and, and good. she couldn't her, feed properly for her, the first few yeah, months. But, of her life. Yeah, you know, because of her her mouth healing, they were giving her, you know, mush to eat, right? Which she's like and Kendall doesn't I do baby want food. Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Kendall doesn't do baby food. She just like mm. table it's it's milk to table food, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, uh, I don't know, she knows a lot about raising kids that I don't, so, yeah. you know. She seems to be doing a pretty decent which job. Which is good, because I don't have any kids, and she has two. Yeah. So one of us should know, and it should probably be her. I would think. Yeah. You like borrowing her kids. I, I, re- I do. I still have Jude's car seat in the back of my car, which is actually annoying, because it makes shoulder checking very difficult. Ah. Uh. <laughs> so I should really drop that off. Um, but I do. They're really good little babies. Yeah. Yeah. And Jude, it took a long time for Jude to start using my name. I, you know, I'm not around all the time. Um, but now he, now he always, uh, like, 
to get my attention. It's Auntie Kevin. For a while, it was Auntie COVID. I'm glad we're past that. <laughs> he was trying to say Kevin, but he was saying COVID. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. For When he talks to me, he always starts with, hey, Grammy. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's, hey, Auntie Kevin. Hey, Auntie Kevin. Hey, Auntie Kevin. It's like, yes, yes. You're stuck, boy. Go. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we are revisiting a previous episode of Girl on the Go today, uh, which apparently starts with me uh, being uncertain what navel-gazing is. So let's get into that. With this being the first podcast of the year, New Year, I did kind of want to just have a little little bit of, I don't know, reflection, navel-gazing, that kind of thing. Navel-gazing? <laughs> well, navel as in people on boats or navel as in no, belly button? As in belly button. Oh. Have you not heard that term? No, it's, that is not a real thing. I don't. Is, ex- no, I is. don't accept that. It, it That's means, silly. It means introspection. Mm. <sighs> None of my thoughts come from my belly button. <laughs> okay, it's well, also not where I look when I'm deep in thought. No, me either. Okay, so forget that. We're just going to Navel concentrate gazing. on some introspection. Sure. But we're all, we're going to sit quietly and reflect on yeah, our lives. It's going to be a last super year. interesting you podcast. You do the same. Follow along at home. And um, we'll talk to you in about 23 minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. One of the reasons I mentioned um, binge watching something on on netflix or crave is that the series that we found this Mm -hmm. year was fascinating there were only two seasons so you know there were a limited number of hours but it's called the underground have Mm. you seen it or heard of it i actually haven't no so it's about the underground railroad and it's the story of slaves who escaped and some who didn't escape or escaped and got recaptured and or whatever um so it it follows the life probably somewhat loosely, of Harriet Tubman, who is who is a historical person. She was, oh, unbelievable. So she was a slave who managed to escape. She had to leave her um, husband and I think, no, I don't think she no, had children. She did she, have children. She left her husband behind. Um, and once she had achieved freedom and she knew the route, she went back mm-hmm. like multiple times yep. to rescue other people. Her her name when she was born, because um, she chose a different name when she was free, her name when she was born was Minty. Yes. Which but, is very cute. But actually, she Tubman was her um, husband's, husband's name. Yeah, yep. she did marry him. Yeah, that's not the name she was born with. But um, anyway, it was a super fascinating story. And, and there's a reason that I'm talking about this right now before you get to the reason can i just say this is very weird um because over the break i also did some binging i usually binge a lot on youtube so i binged a lot of documentaries about the atlantic slave trade Mm. so that's we and also harriet tubman but that's that's a weird parallel that is interesting it's almost like we're Related, uh, we're very similar. It's, <laughs> it's scary. Yes, look at this. You too can this be this when you're 59 years old. That's or pretty all right. People always tell me my mom's gorgeous, so you know there are worse things. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's the inside that's a mess. Um, <laughs> I mean, same. We all. That's not any different from me. 
Or anyone, really. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of how authentic we are about the mess we're in. Truth. Anyway, sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. The reason yeah, you so, bring this up. So I bring this up because, um, as you, this is fresh in your mind too then, obviously, that during the era of slavery in the United States, many of the slaves that escaped um, and fled to freedom in what was originally known as the free states before the uh, fugitive slave laws were yes. in effect. And after that, Canada was really the only safe place mm-hmm. that they could get to. Um, but because slaves didn't have any education, they were denied the ability to learn or to learn to read. Um, and Why are you looking at me like that? I thought some could read um, like house slaves who had more of a like not servant because they weren't paid, but more of a like personal assistant-y kind of role. Some of them were taught to read, but it, it actually became illegal to Did teach it? Sla- oh, slaves to goodness. read at some point. So, Brutal. So there were some that were bright enough to teach themselves and others who Can't had imagine. kind enough masters or mistresses that they taught them. Yeah, and kind mm-hmm. being a relative term as yeah, well. Yeah, a relative term. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Because they still owned human yeah, beings. Yeah, exactly. But. But, um, yeah, so no education, no real ability to educate themselves. Yeah. Very limited knowledge of geography. And so a lot, you know, so it was pretty tough for slaves to plan any kind of an escape route. They Mm -hmm. they didn't know what they were getting into. Yeah. You know, the, a lot of them knew that somewhere out there was a place that if you could survive the terrors of the, the journey, that a person of color could live with dignity and freedom. And again, relative terms. Yes, yes. Um, and a, a, a few of them probably even knew that the North Star pointed the way to that place. And so the star became really a symbol of hope and freedom to many of the slaves. Um, but... The ones who tried to escape, only knowing that they needed to head toward the North Star, often were walking into impossible situations, Mm -hmm. you know, dangerous or impassable terrain. Um, Often they were recaptured or died of exposure or some other cause, you know, on their route to freedom or their quest for freedom. So the members of the Underground Railroad were obviously aware of some of these problems that people who were trying to escape encountered. And so around the year 1831, the railroad began to send uh, travelers into the South to secretly teach the slaves safe routes for escape mm-hmm. uh, and, they, and to use the North Star for navigation. Uh, this is the part that I think is just so brilliant. They used the traditional African way of reporting factual information through music. So they repeated this escape route directions to their children and to each other through their songs. Yeah. Songs that today we know as Negro spirituals. Yeah. I've heard I don't know if this is true. Oh yeah, see, I've got I can see your notes and I can see you've got Follow the Drinking Gourd written. Mm-hmm. I've read that Swing Low Sweet Chariot is similar. Mm. Um also standing in for the Big Dipper, I think. Um could be. I don't I don't know anything about Swing Low Sweet Chariot, but I do know that um that follow the drinking gourd um, was the directions, or yeah, was the directions for um, escape from the states of Alabama and Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it begins with the handle of the Big Dipper, which points to the North Star, and the Big Dipper looked to the slaves like the drinking gourd, the gourd that they would drink out of in in the fields. 
And so obviously that's where the name of the song comes from. And they could sing these songs to each other right under the noses yeah, in the field of their masters without without them being any the wiser. So I think that there is a really interesting analogy here to what happens when we choose to navigate our lives according to what God's instructions are in the Bible. When we pattern our lives after Jesus and we navigate according to the directions he's given us in the Bible, that sets us on a path to a fullness, a, a fullness of life, um, a completeness of life, a joyful life. Knowing the truth and acting on it is the way that we come into that, what the Bible calls the abundant life. I I, I find it a little bit intriguing that Jesus was not at all worried about being politically correct when he said, I am the way, yeah. the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. John 14, 6 is where that's recorded. So, you know, Jesus certainly won't force himself on us, but allowing him to guide us through life does make freedom from the fallout of bad decisions, destructive decisions, possible. Mm-hmm. So I want to offer our listeners, and, and you too, Kevin, the, the opportunity to compare our paths, to have some time of reflection. I've always already done this on my own. It doesn't hurt to have a, a, you know, a bit of a, a reminder, but um, to, to compare our path to the one that Jesus chooses for us as his followers, and also for the unique path he has for us each as individuals. Mm-hmm. Now, Grow on the Go exists. Why? Um, because you wanted to reach... The way you've explained it to me is that women, particularly younger women, don't have the fellowship that is something that you kind of had um, like in your 20s and 30s. We don't go to Bible studies, really. We don't have small groups as much anymore, and... You felt like there was a real need there? Yeah. I think that women in their yeah 20s, 30s, and 40s are, generally speaking, busier than yeah. I was. Um, a lot of women in my socioeconomic group and my age group were had the freedom to choose to not work or to take a break from work for a little while while, mm-hmm. while they were raising families. And I think the busyness of raising a family and having a full-time career is overwhelming. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, just filling out the paperwork for your kids in school. It's probably all online now, but it used to Still. be almost a full-time job. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with either or if you... If you are like a full-time stay-at-home parent, that's great. If yeah. you work and are a parent as well, also great. There's no wrong answer. No, it just but increasingly, it's not even a, a, a decision. Question. It's yeah. not even a question that people make. And part of that is, I think, we expect a better lifestyle than what I expected. Certainly with my husband in ministry full-time, I always did something. I always worked you always part-time. Worked, but you usually but worked from home, I too. usually did. And for me, it was really important to be at home with my kids while you were preschoolers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there are lots of dif- different um, decisions that can be made um, along those lines. But all that to say, I feel like um, women today really have very little opportunity to 
go to a Bible study, to go to women's conferences, to really um, invest in their own spiritual growth. And Mm -hmm. so grow on the go is exactly meant to be exactly what it says, that that here's here's a resource to help you get into the word while you're commuting, while you're working out, while you're running your kids around, while you're running the vacuum cleaner, whatever. Um, just running, while you're running in just general. Just running. Now, having said all that, I do think it's really important we discipline ourselves to take a few windows. Yeah. And maybe the new year is a really good one to just reflect a little bit. Don't gaze at your navel that freaks Kevin out. That's super weird. I mean, do what you want, I guess. But But just to reflect a little bit, to just be a little bit introspective. You know, if you are too, if you are like me, you are too often in a hurry. You know, when we jump in the shower in the morning, we use that two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. Well, you don't. I don't. I have at times in my life just because I wanted to save time. And then, you know. Saving my hair after that. (laughs) Then we make our instant oatmeal in the microwave because, you know, hello, the the slow cook type would take forever. And then we cruise through the drive-thru for a coffee and take the expressway to work, returning phone calls while we drive to save time. Women are known as multitaskers. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, fun side note, our dog is in the room and he is snoring. So um, if you can hear that, I apologize. I it's can not hear us. It. It's not us. <laughs> it's not us. It's not like a weird, like, gut problem. It's a dog. <laughs> so multitasking, I think, is really just a symptom of, of a hurried life. We live in a, a instant culture and we want everything to be quick and easy. You know, follow these steps and voila, problem solved. But life isn't like that. Instead, you know, we get generous helpings of what we didn't expect and often not as much of what we were hoping for. Mm-hmm. Life is a journey. And it's in the struggles, the surprises, the interruptions of life that we have decisions to make. Daily, hourly, moment-by-moment decisions about how we're going to live, what's important to us, and what we're going to strive for. How we'll, how we're going to respond to the curveballs that life throws at us. But in order to make good decisions that are based on our actual values, we need to slow down a minute and remind ourselves what those are. So that's the opportunity I'm hoping to provide for our listeners today. We can set a course based on some objective values, or we can stagger from one event, from crisis to crisis, just making it up as we go along. The thing is, if we deliberately chart a course, we can actually get to where we want to go, especially if we do it prayerfully, Mm -hmm. listening for God's guidance. But if we don't, life becomes much more turbulent than it needs to be, and we arrive at the end of the journey with a sense of of regret and, and maybe even a futility. Dr. Tony Campolo is a sociologist, and he talks about a study in which 50 people over the age of 95 were asked one question. If you could live your life all over again, what would you do differently? It was an open-ended question. It invited all kinds of different answers. But one theme emerged um, time after time, and it expressed this. If I could do life over again, I would reflect more on what life is all about. So I take from this that there are kind of two approaches to life. One is doing whatever feels good at the moment, whatever makes us happy or makes Mm -hmm. the pain go away. Maybe we want to uh, call this approach diversion. 
The other is to set a direction and chart a course based on our values and our convictions and to doggedly pursue it despite hardship and challenges. Maybe we'd call this approach expedition. The uh, dictionary definition of expedition is a trip made for a specific purpose. So there's an intentionality there that Mm -hmm. diversion lacks. I think it's, it would be easy to argue that the diversion approach to life is much easier in the short term, but then it gets harder and complicated. Maybe because we jump into a relationship or a job or parenthood without proper uh, value-driven preparation, then we can end up in crisis. But no sane person ever starts an exposition or expedition rather without preparation. When you think of those um, expeditions to the North Pole, Right, like every piece of equipment, every you know type of food, everything is done with the objective and the destination in mind. That reminds me a little bit of Lamentations 340. In the message, it says this, Let's take a good look at the way we're living and reorder our lives under God. We could ask ourselves the question, where did I grow last year? I think the New Year's a really good time to reflect on things like our thought lives. Mm -hmm. Are they healthy? One of the things I heard this year in a church service was, if we um, truly do love other people the way we love ourselves, Mm -hmm. we could be accused of bullying. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair, yeah. Because most of us would never talk to others the way we talk to ourselves. If we did, we'd be considered verbally abusive. And so we need to look at our emotions. Am I in a healthy place? And be honest about this. Do we struggle with anger, gossip, or bitterness? Maybe we need to ask, what kind of support do I need? I mean, that's something you've really had to wrestle through with your mental illnesses. And I think you've done a pretty good job for the most part. I still struggle to ask for help. You do. Which is so weird because I'm so Mm. open about where I'm at. But for whatever reason, and not even asking for help, but accepting help is so hard I'm helping you move, just so you know. I mean, great. I don't know what you're going to do because I'm going to do it by myself. (laughs) (laughs) I literally do have a plan to do it by myself. I'm just going to stand in the corner and tell you what to do. Bark orders. Something like Good that. luck. Good. Yeah, yeah you try it. So well. You try it. See what happens. <laughs> oh, here's another one of our famous segues. <laughs> we should look at our relationships. <laughs> I mean, that one actually kind of works. <laughs> when uh, we can ask ourselves about our relationship with God, when in the last year was God the most real to me? When did He feel the most distant? Mm-hmm. Who are the people that we need to invite to walk alongside us? And this one, I think some of these you have to ask for clarity from God, because Mm -hmm. like for me, even just off the top of my head, thinking about like, who are the people I need to invite to walk alongside you? I don't feel like I need or want anybody else. I'm like, I'm good. But you already have, right? You've got you've got a good doctor. You've got a good uh, you've been to a good counselor. So it's possible that you're just not lacking in that particular area. Yeah, exactly. Oh, great, great. Because I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't need or want anybody else. I'm good. But maybe a small group. I'm good. I know you really resist that. You I'm enter you. good. A friend, a family member, a spiritual director. You know, these are all um, maybe people that we should consider inviting into our lives. Yeah. We can ask ourselves, what influence did I have within 
the body of Christ followers. Yeah, the church. Or to people who don't know God. And then looking at my actions, um, does what I do represent what I value? Like, are my actions reflective of my values? Yep. So, obviously, we're not going to take the time to um, really reflect right now. But if you're listening to this on the radio, you can go to Faith Strong today and download this program as a podcast. And obviously, if you're listening to it as a podcast, you can repeat it with a pen and journal or your tablet in front of you. And, um, you know, focus on 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 reflection. Mm-hmm. Well, I think... Um I think in the interest of of transparency, transparency. I don't think that's a thing. Have I told you that I'm tired? I'm pretty tired. Uh, In the interest of transparency and um, I always struggle with this word, genuineness, Mm -hmm. which isn't a word. Let's just go with authenticity. That's the word that I was looking for. And authenticity. Um, I think we should, because we do have some time here. I think we should go into our kind of answers for some of these. Sure. Um. Like, for me, emotionally, um, you know, I don't struggle to be honest with myself much, but bitterness and anger and hopelessness are certainly something I've struggled with this last year. Hmm. It's not all the time, and it's not every day, and it's not even all necessarily me. Um, a lot of it is the illness, and, mm-hmm. and I know that. Um, but it's it's hard to look back and identify that and be like, yep, that's a good chunk of how I felt this year. And so how did you how did you manage that or do you feel like you did manage it? I well, mean I I the only thing I know how to do and sometimes I'm great at it and sometimes I'm not is go it's not up to me. I can I mean I can feel however I want to feel about it but at the end of the day once I'm done, you know, It's like kids having a tantrum. Once I'm done crying myself out, I have to acknowledge that I don't know what's happening next. And even if I'm angry about it now, God has plans to raise me up, not to break me down. Like Mm -hmm. God, God has plans for my success. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Exactly. Um, And so... That's it. That's that's all I've got. And I don't know if that's enough, but that's all I've got right now. Well, I mean, Jesus is always more Jesus than is always enough. I yeah. mean, that strategy. That strategy. Yeah. 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 Well, I think ultimately anything that comes down to you, God, you know, you're in control. Yeah. I'm not. I'm yours. Yeah. I believe you love me. I believe you want what's best for me. Yeah. And I'm just going to let you do this and one of my things i try i try not to lie to god about how i'm feeling because it's not he's not gonna no it's not like you can fool yeah like he's gonna know is to be like i'm really unimpressed with you right now i know i don't have the full picture and like i get that it's not really my right to be mad but i'm mad about this i'm super mad so first of all could you please like work on that in me could you please soften my heart Mm. and help me see something that i'm not seeing to make this an easier pill to swallow and also just give me peace and mm-hmm. and faith in you that you got this because I'm mostly just angry right now. Mm-hmm. You don't have to conquer your feelings by yourself. That's one of the nice things. One of the things that I um, 
as I did this time of reflection. And I should say, um, we actually did this in a church service. So 3,000 people doing this all at the same time. And a lot of the questions that I've used here, um, some of them are my own, but some of them I borrowed from Kyle Trigg, who mm-hmm. is one of the pastors at our church and was giving this, this message. Um, you know, I realized that I have not loved people the way I need to and want to love people. I haven't listened to them. I haven't sought them out. I haven't seen them for who they really are. And so that's something that uh, God has really convicted me of that I need to work on in this next year. And I think I'd just like to leave everyone with these two questions. What are my hopes and dreams for 2020? And what are God's hopes and dreams for me in 2020? And that's it for us today on Grow on the Go. I'm Kevin Pankhurst. And I'm Donna Carter, inviting you to grow on the go. Thanks for listening to Grow on the Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com.